Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Platform for Pontification with your host, St. Eve. And J-E-double-F. God, it's good to see you, buddy. Good to be back here at the Half-Ass Ranch Recording Studios. How long has it been? We took a little holiday break. A holiday break? My God, I think I've been gone for about a year. You know what, Jeff? I enjoy the holidays. I know you do. What's going on? Spring is in the air. It's a beautiful day. Starting to feel a little bit of the temperature change. Things are good down here in downtown Minneapolis right now. I don't think that we've done a podcast even since the start of the season. You know what? I think you are correct. Now, since just before we uh, we started playing basketball again, yeah. and boy, have, uh, a few things have changed since then. Yeah, I mean, we're down basically to the second half of the season. We've got really one game left in the schedule from what was released in the beginning of the year, and second half was just re- released here the last couple days. Uh, so we're getting ready for the second half of this NBA season, and unfortunately, or fortunately, to your point, we've had some changes. Yeah, and I mean... The good news is, starting here on uh, Sunday, we're going to see a little bit of life back in the building. Got, yep. a f- got a few folks coming in, finally, for the first time that we have experienced this year. So the governor allows up to 250 in an indoor arena, and I believe the Timberwolves are going to shoot for some friends and family out of the gate here, and looks upwards of maybe 100 people when it's all said and done. Hope so, hope so. We at least uh, will be able to open up the doors and uh, scan some tickets in and get some folks in and seated and uh, cheering on live. Which will be a nice welcome to uh, just the piped-in sound that we've had. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what that dy- what that dynamic is, right? If these people are cheering, if they're sitting in their seats quietly, are they? Right. What are they how, doing? How enthralled are they into the game? Um, obviously, the the Timberwolves have gone through a couple changes themselves. Yeah, I, I'm sure most people listening understand that Ryan Saunders was let go from his duties here a week or so ago, and uh, we've got a new coach. We got a new coach, some new excitement, uh, understandably so for the team. You know, I got to say though. Uh, Ryan Saunders did one thing that no other individual has done in all my years of working in sports venues. What is that? It's a small thing, but you know what? For the first time, I've worked, I worked in arenas for my 15 years of my professional career. He actually took the time to send an email one night thanking the staff for working the event. And from a head coaching position, he's the first one that I've ever been involved with that's done that. I think it speaks volumes to the kind of guy he is. And, uh, you know, basketball stuff aside, I'm not a big basketball. I, I don't understand it that much, but he is... Uh, He's a good person, and he will be missed around here. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things that family has been part of this organization, seems like, forever. and Well-respected uh, name. Right, with with Flip, obviously, and now with Ryan and his departure. It'll be interesting to see what happens next in this franchise. I mean, Chris Finch, the new head coach, coming from Toronto as an assistant coach, been around the league for a number of years. Seems and, to have a history with Gerson, so that could be good, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. Um, a knowledge there, and hopefully he uh, he brings some player development and uh, skills with him and being able to help get us over the hump. Yeah, I don't you know, I don't envy his position. If you look at the second half of the season, you've got games every other night in 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 either in, you know, at home here or on the road. On the road. And where you get the opportunity to get these guys into a practice and start to put in your own systems, I just it's going to be very difficult for this team to to improve, I think, uh, from where they are Mid-season, today. Mid-season, it's a tough it's a tough thing to do anyway, and um, they haven't won a lot of games, let's yeah. say that. Well, best of luck on the rest of the way. I mean, we're excited to have, like you said, fans back, friends back in the building. Hopefully by the end of the season we've got some uh, ticket season ticket holders in here. Certainly not to the uh, you know capacity that we want, but... But hopefully, yep, a few uh, a few folks sure help, help make things feel a little better around yeah. here. Um, building itself is uh, is still here and still doing well. Interesting month, month and a half coming up for us. We do. We have the you know the start of the trial. The Derek Chauvin trial starts here March eighth, downtown Minneapolis with jury selection, followed by you know uh, opening remarks probably late March with the trial 
scheduled for April, and then a verdict either late April, sometime in May. We'll see how that all plays out. All eyes are going to be on downtown Minneapolis for a while, that's for sure. Yeah, globally. I mean, this is uh, going to be televised uh, throughout the world, streamed every day. Uh, I understand that the government center, they've taken basically the top two floors and have created this special courtroom to handle all these media uh, outlets and things like that. I mean, uh, it's going to be, to your point, you know, all eyes will be here no. in Minneapolis. From a security standpoint, some slight concern for potential unrest coming our way? Yeah, you know, I think everybody is trying to uh, anticipate, you know, uh, some type of civil unrest based on what we saw this past summer uh, with the passing of George Floyd. I mean, obviously, there are groups out there that are passionate about their movements and things like that. So I think as a precaution, you know, businesses are taking a look at what they can do to ensure that the perimeter is secure and safe from, you know, vandalism, property damage, keeping their employees safe, things like that. So, you know, we as well, uh, being a city-owned property, you know, have a have a obligation to protect the building that we work in here. And so I think over the next few weeks, you'll start to see some type of mitigation plan in place uh, outside on First Avenue to protect most of that glass that we have, if not all of it, through the use of some Jersey barricade and some fencing. Uh, hopefully we'll do it in a way that it's not doesn't look like, you know, uh, Fort Knox, down Fort here, Knox but, uh, or, or a construction zone. But um, but yeah. I don't think we're going to be alone. You know, a lot of folks are, are doing different things to prepare for this. I think everybody kind of has the same fears in the back of their head. Yeah. Hopefully it all goes well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've worked, the worst. we're working with our neighbors. The Minnesota Twins are doing the same type of thing. You know, Minneapolis, we're, we're really talking about trying to keep Minneapolis open in as much as we can. And uh, certainly kudos to law enforcement and city officials. They have a well, well-versed plan in place, and they've been dealing with working on this thing for the last eight months. That's good. So That's good. And in the, in the middle of it, uh, other fun news for us, we will be hosting the high school basketball tournament down here. So uh, our first time to actually showcase the building in a slightly different way in this COVID world. I think that'll be good. It'll be fun to do something a little bit different. Um, still a basketball setting for the building, but, um, you know, we might get six, six, seven games a day of high school basketball going on down yeah, here. Yeah, and it's boys and girls this year, which yep. will be... Uh, kind of in the same week, yeah. all condensed. Um, It'll be interesting. It'll be cool. It'll be fun. It'll be... I think we all look forward to uh, doing something a little different and a new challenge coming, coming through here. Exactly, which kind of leads right into our special guest today. We, uh, yeah, it's... We're pretty lucky. Here's our third guest on the show. We got a uh, good surprise coming up. Um, this guy has been around Target Center for five five years. Five years, yeah. Five years. He yeah. came to us from South Florida and then Michigan before that. But uh, our director of box office, Marcus Krolik, is joining us on the show today. Welcome, Marcus. We like to call him the Magic Man. <laughs> hey, thanks guys for having me. Appreciate it. Good to be here. <laughs> Hey, Marcus, I, I do have to ask, Magic Man, give us a little a little background on how the nickname <laughs> came to be. Uh, well, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things where uh, when I was down in South Florida, um, you know, it's Magic City, you know, it's it's one of those things where uh, I have some friends that are DJs and whatnot, and you're always just in your head, you always try to come up with something cool for yourself, you know, and, and what, what mine worked out to be is my first uh, initials, M-A, my middle initial is J, and my last initial, uh, my la- first initial, my last name is K. So if you could just put that together, it just comes up with, you know, pretty simple magic man. Gotcha. I like it. South Beach to Minneapolis. <laughs> to Minneapolis. <laughs> yes, indeed. Quite a change. Quite yeah, a change. Exactly. Well, was it just about the job? Or was it about experience, opportunity? What was it? Uh, a weather? lot of it. Was it about the weather? <laughs> well, a part, I mean, it was kind of a myriad of all those things. It, you know, it started out as it was really about the job. Um, I had been with the Florida Panthers for a little over three years 
as director. Um, I was there for about six years total. And, uh, you know, uh, new ownership came in. A lot of changes were happening. Um, not a lot of changes were happening for my department. Uh, we were, we were uh, you know, multiple people short. Uh, in terms of the business that we were doing and the volume of business that we were doing. So you know, I started looking around for other jobs and, uh, you know, found this one up here. And uh, as soon as I came up for the interview and whatnot, uh, you know, I saw how you guys all operated together and whatnot, and it kind of sealed the deal. And on top of that, it's it's much easier to, to go home from, you know, being up in the north rather than taking a, you know, a three, four-hour flight from, from Miami to, to Michigan. So uh, I've been, you know, I've gone back home several times uh, since I've been up here, so it's been good. Sure. And Michigan is home home for you, right? Yeah, I was born, raised uh, up until about 25 when I left Michigan. Um, Saginaw is the city I grew up in. Went to undergrad there at Saginaw Valley State. Um, and then uh, after I graduated, immediately I took that, that one summer and then went 24-hour trip down to Miami, and I was down there for about 10 <laughs> years. Wow. So. Saginaw in comparison to Detroit, to Detroit, where, where are we? Uh, two hours north. Two hours north? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So almost directly north, straight up 75. Now, when you explain that to people, do you always hold up your hand like a mitten and show them where you are? <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's a Absolutely. universal Michigan language. It definitely Here's is. Here's where I am on the mitten. Mm-hmm. Yep. You always throw up your hand and point to it. It makes it so much easier <laughs> for everybody, for sure. So Steve's obviously from Wisconsin. He's Scotty Sawyer is what he likes to go by. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a Minnesotan through and through, born, raised, you know, did spend some time away. But they always talk about this Minnesota nice. <laughs> true or not true? Oh boy, uh, not true. Not, not true, true in my true. opinion. Not true. Uh, you know, it's it's definitely one of those things that I heard multiple times uh, when I came up here and started, you know, meeting several people, uh, you know, within the building and then outside. Uh, but it's not my experience that uh, you know that at least the traditional sense. I came up thinking that Minnesota nice was, you know, everyone's just going to be your friend and they're going to show you how how things go and invite you into their their group. And maybe it was just my misconception of what Minnesota nice really is because people are nice here, but you know, it's not they're gonna they're not gonna you know, let you into their circle and their friend circle. It's not, uh, you know, it's not that easy, as easy as it was in Miami. Everyone's a transplant. You know, when you come to a place where everyone is born, raised, went to school here, and they live here, and they have their career here, it's a lot harder to, to break into those those friend circles, for sure. Gotcha. Good. So it's not just about being passive-aggressive. <laughs> I think there's an element of that, too, about Minnesota Nice. Exactly. What's it like in Scotty there, Sawyer? It's like God's country. Yeah. I mean, you know, I feel bad for both of you guys sitting here on either side of me, and you, you didn't have professional football teams to cheer for, and we we really feel bad for both of our neighbors, but mm-hmm. um, somebody's got to lead the way. I got you. Yeah. 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 Good. Hey, so when you started, Marcus, were we still Ticketmaster, or were we something else? Uh, no, we were still, we were Axis, but we were okay. Outbox. Okay. So it's the lesser known version of the ticketing system that right. we have now. I want to say about a year into, you know, coming here, we switched over to our, our new, um, you know, Axis, traditional Axis uh, back office system. Florida, Florida though, was Ticketmaster, right? Florida was so. Ticketmaster. Up until I came up here, I was all, my entire career was all Ticketmaster. Did you know that you were walking into a new system? I did. I did. And, that, and you know, going back to your question about, uh, you know, why did I come up here? Uh, you know, it was obviously getting closer to family and the job, but it was also, you know, I wanted to get into more of a, you know, I wanted to kind of get away from sports for a little while. It was more about, uh, you know, obviously we're music focused here because the Timberwolves are a separate, uh, you know, a tenant. Um, so, and it's on top of that, I got to learn a, a new ticketing system, which, you know, in the arena of ticketing, there's only a handful of majorly used ticketing systems. Access is probably the second most used uh, outside of Ticketmaster. So uh, definitely one of the one of the reasons why I wanted to, you know, to kind of break out from from the Ticketmaster platform. Sure. So as the box office director, you know, kind of some folks that might not really understand what that is and what that mm-hmm. entails. And just in a nutshell, what kind of, obviously you deal with our ticketing system, but sure. beyond that. 
Uh, well, a lot of it is, um, you know, we're we're the ones that get all the the, the information when a customer goes to our website, uh, you know, tar targetcenter.com. They eventually will make it to access.com, which is axs.com. It's our, our ticketing partners site. So whenever whenever anyone goes to buy a ticket, my job, what my job is, is to gather all the information about a show that a customer might need and prepare it to be loaded onto Access's website so someone can buy a ticket. And that's obviously pricing fees. Uh, just information, VIP packages, um, just in any kind of information about the show that a customer is going to need to be able to make a decision to buy a ticket. I get all that. I collate all that, put it all together, and we what we call the the ticket build of the show. Sure. And we call, we put all that together. We send it to Axis. We build everything on majority of, of everything on our end, uh, and then Axis prepares everything on on their website so everyone can see that when they go to buy a ticket. So that includes like determining. How many seats are even going to be available for sale? Where the rows are going to be? Where the seats are going to? Things like that, right? Absolutely. It's uh, you know the promoter will tell us uh, pretty much where they want the the price breaks to be, um, and that's that's probably the very first thing that I do in terms of my job is what's called a scaling. Is they'll send me information. And they'll say we have a four price house and we want a certain percentage of seats at each price level. And I will jump into my manifest. We'll send them suggestions of what I think will work in those uh, with the within those parameters, and then it's like a back and forth conversation they'll say yeah that's great or let's make some changes so on and so forth and then once that's approved then they send me the the finish of the build which in turn uh, includes holds production kills any kind of production changes anything like that so any every single ticket that's on that manifest you know, we maintain we we open it up for sale we um, you know print tickets all those different things uh, kind of all together so you're not the one who comes up with a ridiculous ticket pricing. <laughs> no, unfortunately, oh. uh, I mean, I mean, I will say that there are some promoters out there that that will look for some suggestions. But when you're talking about like the the major promoters, uh, Live Nation, AEG. Um, they already have their their profit and loss statements. They already know how much money they want to make off a tour. So, um, you know, they'll they'll come to us with with prices. Sure. Cool. Benefits of being the director of ticketing. Do you get special privileges? Is there such thing in, in ticketing world? I mean, is there anything that you know you want to share with the the, the listening audience? Ways to to make sure that they get the best ticket at all times. Well, it's 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 very interesting. When I was down in South Florida, it, it was I came into the business not really knowing what to expect, right? And uh, a lot of the box offices tend to they look out for each other, right? They, you know, if if uh, someone from the box office of the Miami Heat needed to go to a show or even a, a Florida Panthers game, you know, there are ways that that, that ticketing people can, uh, you know, massage tickets and and figure out ways to to work that out. And it's it's a reciprocal thing. Up here, it's uh, it's a little bit more of a challenge. Um, it's not quite as uh, as reciprocal as it was down in South Florida. And it's not a judgment against anybody. I understand that's just the way that maybe I was lucky when I was in. Florida that could have been what it was um, but it's it, you know just you know appreciate the ticketing people I mean that's really all it is uh, you know uh, trying to get the best tickets um, you know it's 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 all about creating that relationship you know it's just like with anything else in, in this business having a great relationship will, will, will grease any gears so is this like a dating profile we're doing now <laughs> Well, I was going to ask, at the end of our show, do we put do we put on his number? Hey, folks, do you want to build a relationship with a ticket guy? Well, you know, I, I like long walks, long walks on the beach. <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah. So outside of work, what do we like to do for fun? Oh, I'm definitely an outdoors guy. I mean, take me out of the, the negative degree winters, and I'm, I'm out camping all the time. I'm out hiking all the time. I like being on the water. You know, I grew up in Michigan, um, you know, obviously surrounded by water. Florida is a peninsula surrounded by water in here. 
the land of the 10,000 lakes. So I'm definitely a water person. I've always been attracted to water. So, um, you know, trying to be outside, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get back into working out again. So it's, you know, trying to be active, you know, I'm, I'm about to turn 40 in a couple of weeks. So it's definitely one of those things where, you know, trying to, trying to get healthy or healthier um, and trying to be outside. That's sure. really the goal. Good. You're into a unique, uh, what do I want to say, a hobby of collecting. Indeed. And Indeed. Uh, I'm interested, maybe share with the group what you're into. Um, well, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing since we shut down. I, uh, I, I've, I've recently got into knife collecting, which uh, it's kind of a niche thing. You know, it's not a, a very widely done or widely noticed uh, kind of hobby. Uh, but it, it's it's kind of a fun thing, you know. When you're a kid, you always think of, you know, like when I at least when I was a kid and I was growing up, I was reading a lot of uh, a lot of books that, you know, were you know weapon oriented and things like that. So uh, I'm I'm definitely very interested in uh, and I've 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 got several you know that I collect that I that I carry with me all the time, um, and they're not scary. It's not a it's not that it's not that big of a deal, but it's definitely something that I've I've uh, delved into more dip within more depth over the last few months for See, sure. And as a kid, I was into Brook Shields. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jeff, I don't think we're we're gonna have time to get into everything you're into on the show today. Nor do we have the professionals here able to handle that. Good. So, so during the lockdown, Marcus, when we were all kind of uh, away for a while, what were some things you did to pass your time? What uh, did you pick up any new hobbies? Any new uh, skill sets? Uh, I don't know if it's a skill set. I mean, I, I I've tried out several different, a few different things. Uh, I've tried painting. Uh, I mean, I was, it, let's be let's be serious. It's only paint by numbers, but it's still it's still it's still something, right? It's yeah. it's getting out of my own head. It's it's something that distracts me it's from just sitting at the in in front of the TV watching watching shows. So are you painting like your room, the house? No, like actually <laughs> <laughs> painting like actual p- portraits. Oh, like Picasso. Yes, of course. That's exactly where we're going with this. Because gotcha. I'm going to make money off this skill set when when we're done. Gotcha. Um, so I got into that. Um, Reading, I definitely went back to reading. That was another big thing that I did when I was younger. Now that I have copious amounts of time, uh, I definitely got back into that as well. Sure. I wish people could see you because if they haven't seen you since we left and since we closed <laughs> down, uh, Marcus is a combination of, like, I don't know, the Wolfman. Uh, duck Master, uh, Duck Commander, whatever. Yeah, that Duck Commander dude. I mean, he's got a beard that is uh, basically down to his belly button at this point. <laughs> Uh, it's turning gray, mm-hmm. and uh, he's got quite the mullet on top so as well. That shaving he... is not something that he got into during the pandemic. <laughs> that is definitely the truth. You know, when we shut down, we shut down around my birthday last year. So in a couple of weeks, it'll be a full year that since we've been shut down. Wow. So, it's, so that'll it's be been a year's then. worth of it'll growth. Be a, year, a full year's worth of growth. I haven't trimmed it. It's it's yeah. been, and I had a you know about an inch long beard when we when we shut down, but. Um, you know, my hair was, was skin tight, shaved on the sides, but now it's, it's definitely quite a, quite a bit longer. <laughs> yeah. What's the intent? I mean, are you trying to do this until we're back hundred percent or is this now just become who Marcus who is going to be? I yeah. Mean, it's, is this still a... it's, it's kind of changed over time. You know, I started thinking that, uh, you know, initially it was just, I'm just going to let it grow is the only chance that I'll probably have to spend a few months. You know, I, at the time I didn't know how long we were going to be down. So, uh, you know, the initial thought was to just do it until we came back to work. Right. You know, six months, eight months, 10 months. And, you know, we figured we'd be back by now, Uh, but now thinking that we might not be back fully to the office where we were back to normal, at least for us being in the office, uh, that might not happen until, you know, as long as July, if not longer. Sure. Um, so I, the initial thought was to just let it grow out until I'm actually full-time back at the office and back to normal. So sure. we still got another four more months until that might happen. Yeah. So we'll, yeah. I guess we'll see what happens at that point. But, uh, you know, there's a 
I don't know. Maybe I'll keep it. I'm, I'm it's starting to change my mind. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of liking something different, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I think if Jack Lynx is looking for a Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> for our next sponsorship opportunity right here. <laughs> yeah, it, no matter what happens, I'm definitely going to get a picture in front of that statue before this is done. Uh, I'm, I'm giving you shit, obviously. Uh, there was a promoter. Or something, an agent or something that compared you to a country artist. Oh yeah, so I happened to come into the office when our, our GM Hugh was was just coming out of a meeting, and uh, the guy looks at me and, and uh, um, he called me um, Zach. Zach Brown. That's what it was. So yeah, the long hair and the beard is definitely a, a statement for those people that uh, have or have not seen me, you know, in quite a while. So sure. definitely a statement. Uh, God, you know, I think the last time we've probably all been together too was the the weekend of the beaver. It was. The it was be- when we when oh. we have you seen had... any beavers lately? Uh, beaver <laughs> sightings? Protect from any? I mean, we Not... put up a big beaver mitigation effort that weekend. Yes, indeed. Unfortunately, no. No. And Unfortunately, I, no. And I, I I can honestly report there's been no sight of the beaver. No. At the cabin either. So what you're saying is we successfully slayed it that weekend. We perhaps. slayed the beaver. We <laughs> got what it. we do. Exactly. That's what so, we do. Anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, the three of us have done some uh, some trips together. Hopefully we have a chance to do that again coming up this summer and spring. Sounds like we've got a couple of things on the books, whether it's yeah. a group camping coming up here yep. in June. June 11th to the 13th. And then we yep, have the boys, annual boys trip. Annual yep. boys trip coming up. That, that will be number four. It'll be our fourth yeah. year. That's yeah. pretty much a can't-miss event, I think. Yeah. For, uh, it has become that, hasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Stories abound usually from that weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know we've got some uh, additional invites. At least we've, you know, put them out there to people. So yep. um, maybe of... maybe somebody from last year is going to fall off, unfortunately. They couldn't hang with the big dogs. Yeah, exactly. We but... might have to publicly apply pressure onto, <laughs> that person. onto our marketing Johnny team. <laughs> uh, anyway. So... Back to the beard, Marcus. Is this going to affect your biking speed at all this summer? <laughs> well, you know, it's that? funny. I uh, I did I did take the bike out when I I mean this I, I've had a, a good six seven inch beard for for a while and, and back in October was the last time I was able to able to take the bike out. So it definitely is uh, quite an experience seeing the beard flowing in the wind <laughs> <laughs> with the hair like I mean, as long as I've got it. You know, it's it's definitely pr- kind of hilarious to see. I know you're kind of an avid biker in the area. Any any particular places you like to go? Where's your what's your go to? Uh, my go-to, I have this little route that I, uh, I live in South Minneapolis, so I'll go down to um, Lake Calhoun or Bidimakaska, and um, there's a, a nice little trail that goes up near that through the lakes. Um, kind of, it's it's the um, there's a there's a trail name I don't remember what it is, but it's kind of broken up into a couple different pieces due to construction of the of the train, the light oh, rail, the light and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go I go a little bit south, and then I go west, and I loop back around, uh, you know, around 394. Um, that comes back, uh, spits out right at the um, the interchange there at Lindale and, and Hennepin. Oh. Um, so it's a nice little, uh, you know, seven, eight miler, I think. But, uh, you know, I'm always always trying to get better, always trying to get faster, trying to build up that cardio. So it's definitely one of those things I really really I, enjoy. I hear Lombardi's uh, on that route. His, his house is on the route. Does he leave his garage door open and, and <laughs> give you just beer? leaves, leaves beers yeah leaves beer for you no unfortunately not i never have uh, unfortunately i've never gotten the invite to stop there I wonder yeah how do we uh, i wonder i wonder how pressure. that actually happens but uh <laughs> well and let's be honest who knows if he even listens to this <laughs> <laughs> well in that case <laughs> although the next meeting we have we'll have to let him know that he has be, he's, he's become part of the podcast yeah 
Yes, Put a yes. Pressure on him too. Well, I mean, uh, going back to the biking thing, Jeff, you've you've joined us, joined me on a couple, a handful of over the summer, yeah. you know, biking trips. So. Yeah. No, it, it it's been good. I mean, yeah. you guys are gracious enough to wait for the old guy, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's been it's something that Steve and I have talked about through this thing, different activities that I picked up throughout this pandemic and mm-hmm. being furloughed and stuff like that. It's been a good thing. Like you, kind of gotten back into the the gym and consistent with that and feel good about it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same so, here. Yeah. Yep. So unfortunately, Sawyer, well, it's a. I've got my own set of hobbies. <laughs> You're back into it. Another bathroom being demoed and, I, and rebuilt. I, I am. I am. I'm back into the uh, the construction phase here. So we just got done uh, completely tearing a bathroom out. Um, tub, shower, walls, flooring, two layers of flooring right back to the uh, base. And uh, we've got a build back going on that. Just got sheetrock put in yesterday. Um, new tub installed. Plumbing was all done. Electrical's all done. So uh, hopefully we get to flooring here pretty soon and if anybody's looking for a handyman please give me a call i can hold a flashlight <laughs> like nobody you are kind of an expert on it um one of the top two that i've had helping me i can say the other one happens to be six but <laughs> I, now I steve steve the, uh, is this something that you're doing with your own hands like no help you're just doing it all your on your own uh i do probably do all the demo on my own i'm really <laughs> good demo um, no, I can do mostly electrical, the plumbing and all that, build back on my own. We do have somebody coming in that helps the sheetrock it. I can hang it, but I am not a good taper and painter and mutter. Um, Bathtub installer, plumber, <laughs> electrician. <laughs> I mean, the, the general contractor, she is ruthless. She, <laughs> she drives is, yeah. this guy. She is. She, she doesn't have a lot of patience for much, no. um, and especially mistakes. He tends to go over budget. We've, <laughs> you know well, I do have a, a, an issue with somebody. You know what? I, I pick it up at work. It's the same way we operate around here. And sometimes it happens. It, it flows into my home life. That's good stuff. No, I give you a lot of credit for that. I've told you that before. And um, it's amazing. Uh, I wish I had more of that in me, but I don't. And uh, I'm envious of it. It's just a yeah. reason to go buy tools. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. And for some coming from someone that doesn't own, own my own house, you know, just hearing about these things, uh, you know, it's, it's very interesting to me. Like when, when my brother is doing the same thing with his house. So, uh, you know, it's getting into that home whole a homeowner, you know, kind of doing your own thing. Uh, definitely one of those things that I'll, I'll want to get into when I get my own place. Cool. Well, man, yeah. it's that time again. Another one in the books. We try to uh, keep these short and sweet and to the point. I'm not keep, sure our we list, st- keep our <laughs> listeners happy. <laughs> not sure we stayed on point, but nonetheless, uh, hey, Marcus, it's great to see you. Glad to have you, uh, you know, part of our group. We've enjoyed it. I'm Indeed. Um, looking forward to, you know, the months ahead and see where this 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 ride brings us exactly yeah, yeah definitely appreciate you guys bringing me on this is a lot of fun yeah good so uh this is j-e-double-f and saying eve <coughs> saying see ya see ya goodbye <laughs> until next time adios <laughs>